This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestale Radio is proudly sponsored by completesigns.co.uk. Complete Signs are a producer of top quality internal and external signs for an ever-expanding portfolio of clients, including hotels, schools, local authorities and small businesses across the nation. Offering a wide range of creative solutions from flat metal nameplates to neon fascia signs and everything in between. Clients are offered the highest standards in consultation and sales support to ensure complete customer satisfaction. With clients free to choose solutions from a wide variety of materials including brass, aluminium, stainless steel, wood and a number of plastics. Covering most of South England with virtual offices in Croydon, Epsom, Hawley, Worcester Park in Surrey, Crowthorne in Berkshire, Regent Street West London, Docklands East London and Crawley and Brighton in Sussex. So if you're looking for the complete professional service for your sign needs, then look no further than Complete Signs. Head to their website, completesigns.co.uk, for further information, including contact details and full office addresses. Live commentary. An easy finish, really, for Sergio Torres, heading past him into an empty net. It's very disappointing for Crystal Palace, and it's 2-0 Crawley. It's horrific, but it's much, much worse as being in the press area in the Crawley main stand. I'm happy to hear them, Sean. Who are you at the Palace, then? Live interviews. The deal that's done, are you, uh, do you got the message about? Is it, is it definitely done, or...? Hopefully, yeah. I need to get off the phone, really, and, and find out. But, um, <laughs> All right, no, we'll let you I go, think, then. I think, it, I think it was the midfielder or the striker. I'm not sure. One of the two. Expert analysis. Peter Ramage has gone on a season-long loan to Barnsley. Uh, Dolph going... Cowbells. That was utterly ridiculous. Way. Oh, dear. Oh, Alright, don't milk it. You get rot on my teats. Move along. <laughs> yeah, keep churning them out. Well, most of the time anyway. Homesdale Radio. Apparently not. Oh, it's gone to. Uh, oh, I've just had ice cream. See what Mike has done is he's typed now. Apparently we're on air, but I, I don't know whether I can believe him or not. Because he lies and there's been no intro or nothing. Like I was expecting an intro, intro music. I was expecting 
I mean, now I still don't know whether I believe him or not. This is a problem. This could well be the start of the show. Hey. Apparently there was an intro, but I couldn't hear it. That's gone really well today. Um, so I suppose I better just start talking, really. So good evening. Welcome to Hull Radio Extra. It's a special show. It's definitely special. Uh, that we use to react when the big news breaks. My name's Chris Hambling. I'll be hosting tonight's discussion on Ian Holloway's decision to leave Crystal Palace in the wake of seven defeats in eight Premier League games. Joining me tonight for this discussion are Joel Holyoke. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Tony Pierce. Evening all. And uh, Ben Nagel. Hello. You're back. Anyway. Yes. Um, well, uh, we'll take a look at Ollie's last game in charge, uh, very briefly, because I'll probably look at that again at the weekend coming, and uh, we'll discuss the signs that we saw in that game that led to the, this, uh, this, this, this decision. Get my teeth in. Uh, and we'll discuss the, that emotional press conference in which Ollie and Steve Parrish explain the mutual termination of the contract. Uh, we'll talk through our initial reaction and look at the reaction of the listeners before we move on and discuss who might be coming in to replace Holloway. We'll be joined by Alex Donoghue of bookmaker Ladbrokes to get the latest news on where the money's going at this moment in time. Uh, we'll be on around an hour and we'd love to hear from you all. You can send us a tweet to at HOL Radio, message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Hull Radio. <clears throat> have to burp, excuse me, and email us, it's radio at homestale.net. If you want to chat live throughout the show, you can visit the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Oh, I think we might have a word from our sponsors, but I won't be able to hear it. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Homestale Radio is brought to you in association with completesigns.co.uk for all your sign-based needs. To receive a genuine 10% discount, mention you are listening to Homesdale Radio and get in touch today. Word from our sponsor that scared the hell out of us because we went, no one was expecting that. It's been a fantastic start to the show, but uh, let's let's get straight into the uh, into the business, really. Well, um, I'm being told we did start with Joe's burp. Fantastic stuff. Well done, Joe. Are you? What burp? Unbelievable. You say that every week. Um, look... The big news, the big news, obviously, is that Ian Holloway has left Crystal Palace. Um, when the news broke, I suppose, probably like the rest of you, I, I was under the impression that he had been sort of pushed and asked to asked to go. Um, the press conference has kind of cleared that up, really, and it, it, I don't know about you guys, but it just feels sad now. I feel, I felt, listening to him speak, it was, it was gutting, really, absolutely gutting, because... You know, he just felt, I just felt that he'd, you know, I didn't ever expect to see Ian Holloway completely sort of deflated and just say, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to give up. And it felt weird. Tony? I think um, Holloway was the manager that everyone really wanted to do well, but just just didn't seem to work out in the end, did it? Mm. Well, maybe not everyone. There's certain factions that never really warmed to him. but From, from the start, that was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that comes of you know coming in and replacing a, a popular person who people refuse to believe would uh, wouldn't do any wrong but i mean that's not really what i want to talk about every holloway discussion gets dragged into a, a dougie friedman discussion i don't really think that has any any major relevance right now um on a sort of i mean very very quickly we did a little straw poll earlier on um the favorite amongst you guys for the manager and when i say favorite the one that people believe will be the manager is is tony Poulis, who got 53 percent uh, the favourite in terms of who people think should be manager, it was uh, Roberto Di Matteo. He got thirty-eight. Oh. That might well have changed since, but I mean, that's. A, I'm, I'm not surprised at that at all. Joe, you groaned a little bit. What, what's your feeling? Uh, at this moment, 
I tweeted earlier, I honestly don't care. Because in the Premiership, nothing seems to... The fans don't seem to matter. Mm. I, I'm, I'm very dismayed about how... You know, he's been, he's been here less than a year. If we take the end of the season... A season, by the way, when he took over... When he took over when we were fourth, and we finished fifth. If you don't go up automatically, you get the chance to, to go into the playoffs. We won the playoffs. We went to the Premiership. Then he had the summer off, where he worked extremely hard trying to get players who he couldn't obviously get. There were a lot of players that we were, you know, names, loads of names come up, and then obviously we we couldn't get you know most of the people we were after. Then he gets eight games. Eight games yeah, in in a in a in a Premiership where we've had a quite hard start. Plus, we've had a, we've had a nightmare with injuries. That's been bypassed by a lot of people. What are they doing? Caning him? It's, it's nothing to do with him. The injuries. You know, Gerald, I just, no, that's it. Uh, sorry, just to get away. Um, I just want to give Ben a little chance to, to, to sort of give his view on, on the sort of the, the Pulisic Mateo links. Yeah, just a couple of points on that. Um, obviously because they are the two kind of front runners Pulis first I mean the first reaction from a lot of people is oh seriously really we're going to go there because he's got that mm-hmm. that type of football that everybody thinks oh it's just long ball um, probably suit Delaney to be honest but um, you know when you when you look more deep more kind of deeply into that you think he does play bad football but he led Stoke to promotion he's kept them up for six years really without any money and a pretty awful squad and uh mm-hmm. My my first choice would have been Di Matteo, but then you look at that. He's done well with Chelsea, where he's got a great squad and he's got loads of money. But then he's gone to West Brom and he's he's been kind of, and he hasn't got as much money. He's not done as well there. So I think Palace are a lot more similar to to West Brom in that way. And, and when you look at it like that, Pulis has got to be better than someone like Di Matteo. Yeah, I mean I don't want to get bogged down too too. No, I'm not. No, I don't want to get bogged down too early in. Um, in discussion on, on who's next because we're going to come to that a little bit later on when, when we're joined by, uh, by Alex from Labrooks. Um, but I mean, obviously, those are the, the front runners, and there's whispers of, of all sorts, really. Uh, I, you know, I, I've still got a sneaking admiration for Mr. Warnock. Um, oh, there's all, yeah, no, exactly. Lots of people react like that. Um, but I mean, the, the evidence, well, which we'll talk about in the press conference, is that we're targeting premiership experience, and, and I think Pulis is the one. Who sort of springs to mind when you start looking at uh, ticking those boxes? It's interesting that, that Holloway mentioned um, the thing for us to do now is to spend some of the money we have got when we appointed, you know, which we didn't have when we appointed him, on appointing someone, you know, at, at a Premiership level to uh, to have a real go. Um, everyone's sort of we mentioned pre-show about his his friendship with Poulis, and maybe there'll be a, a, I like to call him Poulis. Um <laughs> There might be a, a recommendation there, but. Um, I don't know, my, my gut feeling, I don't like, I don't like, again, and I know style of play came into that press conference, it was like, results are more important, we'll come to that in a sec, but I don't like the way, uh, essentially, he he filled a team with physically big people and someone who could throw a ball a long way, and I felt it was, I almost felt cheated, not quite like watching Bolton under Allardyce uh, come and play at Sellers Park or something like that, but I almost felt, felt cheated watching Stoke, so, uh, Tony? Well, just airing on Joel's point about Holloway, um, I think we're all disappointed. Uh, well, a lot of us are disappointed to some degree, but I think with um, Holloway, um, you know, he's always been about enthusiasm. You know, he's a popular character, but you know, if he if 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 he felt he didn't have the fight in him, 
and he went up to the chairman from what from what I've heard uh, after the match and said, you know, I, I, I don't have the fight in me. I'm, I'm not infused about it. Then then you lose what makes Ian Holloway Ian Holloway. So as yeah. the chairman, you know, you've got to think, is this the right is this the right time to actually, you know, mutually consent, as they say, to get to terminate the contract? Yeah, look, I mean, before you respond, Joe, I'm going to pick out a couple of those quotes that he's referring to and then uh, give, you the, give you the chance to respond. So, I mean, on that, on that sort of topic, um, uh, Ian Holloway said that, yeah, I have to hold my hand up and say we didn't keep the spirit that got us up. We changed too much too quickly. Um, he didn't value in the spirit enough that got us into the Premier League. Um, he said, uh, what I said at halftime against Fulham, that was, usually normally has an effect on people and on Monday it didn't. And, and and all sorts of, of stuff in that area. Basically, there was a lot of talk of energy. There was a lot of talk about how, you know, essentially he just didn't have it in him anymore. He's tired, you know, and, and sort of didn't really feel he was making enough of a difference. Joe, eight games after eight <coughs> games. He's not in a long summer, coat- mate. Let's not forget that. But he never got coated in the summer. He didn't get coated in the summer. You'd be just mm. trying. Is trying is you can have as much money as you want. Man United. Yeah, well, 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 well. Just, just yeah. No, no. Listen, just before you go straight into that, I mean that that's on the assumption that you're, you're that being coated, as you put it, is I'm, the reason he left. No, no, that's, no, no, I mean, no. I, I'm not saying about that, Chris. What I'm saying is he's saying that he's lost the app. He's obviously lost the appetite. He's lost the fight. I, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. The, the, the football, any football manager, especially him, with the way that his career went, weren't the best player. He knew he weren't the best player, but he got on and did the job, and he got respect out of that, which is when, when he moved into management. He, he, he's, he's earned his way to the Premiership twice. How can you just? You can, uh, it seems to me like he's yeah. like he's just quit because because I don't think I don't think the truth's out. I honestly don't. I'm not, I just think if, you, if I think you've got to read between the lines, though, mate. Yeah, but you um, can't, if you you can't work on assumption. If we work on assumption, we'll end up getting sued. Maybe that's why we've gone limited. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> that's all right. No, no, I'm saying, you can't quit after eight games mm. just because you don't fancy it. Fucking hell, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like going out there. Like, I, 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 I've never, I've in, never in known anything to happen like that. Mate, in the quotes that, that I read out, you've got to look at what he's talking about in terms of the spirit of the group, right? Holloway, has, ever since he's, he was at Palace, has talked about being a, ma- a manager who motivates, a manager who, who has a way, a little story or a little, you know, a little way of, of lifting people when they're down and, you know, or com- communicating them just how important something is or something like that. And I think, I mean, it's something that, that I mean, you saw in the playoffs, it made a huge difference the way the way he organised the team and got them focused on their jobs. But I think, to be honest with you, he, as much as we were all shocked watching that game against Fulham, the way we came out in that second half, the heads went down off. We conceded two wonder goals, but they never came back up. And and I think that he was. I think that's what did it. I think that's what shocked him. I mean, it's hard. It's hard as a football fan to lose to watch the team lose seven out of eight, and it's equal probably more hard for a manager with that competitive streak to watch his team lose seven out of eight. And if he looks at it and thinks, you know, I work really hard, I've done everything I can, I've, I asked for players, I've got players, I've done as much as I possibly can, and it's nowhere near enough, you know, may, maybe that's it. Now, obviously, I agree. I do think that, um, I do think that, that, that you've got to look at him and, and Steve Parrish's comments combined and to kind of come up with a truth. Parrish has quite clearly said he didn't want him to go. But clearly, that, that there was a point of discussion on what was going wrong. Um, Tony, you wanted to talk a little bit about the quotes. 
Well, yeah, one thing that I noticed, as you said, reading between the lines, Holloway mentioned uh, later on in the conference that he has a philosophy of playing and he changed too much too quickly, perhaps. And that, that might have been what undone it. You know, the plan when Holloway was brought in, although we were flying high, was a long-term plan. And you, you could say that, you know, possibly if we'd stayed in the championship, then he might have got the team playing to his philosophy, give him a season in a lower league to play to his style and then get promoted like he did with Blackpool. Whereas mm-hmm. he only had, you know, he had a team that were flying high on a certain philosophy and Dougie's um, philosophy we know was from the back, you know, very defensive minded and then counter attack. Whereas Ian Holloway's is very much attack, attack, attack. And, you know, I, 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 one thing I got from the press conference, that was one thing that really stuck in my mind is that it, it almost came across as that, you know, he felt that he tried to change too much too quickly. It mm. didn't work. And now he's stuck because he can't go back because he brought in too many players and he can't go forward using the philosophy that he wants to instill. Therefore, someone yeah. else needs to come in to try and shore up I, the ship. Essentially, I think that's a that's a, an excellent way of putting it. I think I think he. I mean, I'm thinking knows what needs to be done, but I think he he might well believe that he can't do it because of how he's been, how he's you know how he's moved to this point. If you like, um, I think that's probably probably a very good way of looking at it. It's a lot easier for someone to come in fresh and go, guys, forget everything. This is what we're going to do now. For him to walk in after after a year of saying this is the way it's going to be, this will get you winning games, blah 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 blah. To walk to do that after a year and say actually got it wrong, let's do something else, is quite a hard thing to do. Uh, ben, yeah, in that press conference as well, somebody asked him uh, if before the Fulham game he had a kind of inkling in the back of his mind was he going to leave, and he said no. And I think that kind of backs up what you said about him going in at half time against Fulham and, and realizing that he lost. The dressing room because it's very different. I mean, reading the quotes on Twitter or you know scrolling through your timeline, reading it is so much different from watching it. Because you know, I watched it on on Sky Sports News and he just looks kind of dishevelled. He's, he's a shell of what what he was before, and he's just like he's just tired. You know, you know, it's it's difficult for him, you know, to to carry on when you're in that kind of state when you feel like you've got nothing left to give when you're so tired of, of doing what you're doing. Really, that is the only option is to walk. They both yeah, look very emotionally yeah. drained. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Steve Parrish always, Parrish always looks like that, though, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, that's no, nice. he does. No, 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 he does. He always, he always, he's just a busy person. He's busy all the yeah, time. Yeah. Can, I, can I just, um, say, can I just say something quickly? Sorry, Chris, but that's fine. I, I, I think that it's that he's saying about he lost the dressing room. I think he lost the dressing room. If if he's going to put his hands up and say he lost the dressing room, then I don't think he lost it in the last week. I think he lost it two months ago I think he's at the beginning of the season or whatever because there's two tweets that have become really relevant for being a mm-hmm. Palace fan one Andre Moritz just remind me what he said tonight uh, it was t- um, about better late than never better, better late than late never yeah, yeah. and then Garvin about a month ago turned around and said I'll be here longer than him mm. um, I yeah. think those are players that are ex- an example of players who in different ways you know obviously Moritz was out of contract and I'm not really going to defend him because let's just, he signed for a year for a reason and that reason was he, he was hoping to move on to a bigger club afterwards I, I, he, yeah he bought into Palace while he was here but, and you know, he, he was part of a really good team spirit but I think he always had eyes elsewhere and I think maybe, maybe obviously he did want to stay in the end but, but I don't really class him in the same way as someone like Garvin who's, who's been around who's turned down moves and, and as much as I kind of agreed with the decision um, 
not to put him in the 25, although I would have put him ahead of some that were in there, if that makes any sense. I kind of understand why he wasn't in it. Um, you do? Why? Uh, he's too slow, but uh, that's, that's for another time. Well, I've said it plenty of times before. Compa- it's just too Compa- slow. For, Campania's too slow. Uh, Campania's faster and younger and better than Garvin. But anyway, um, yeah, um, <laughs> it's for another time. It was um, quite telling no, in the... Um, it was quite telling in the press conference when Ian Holloway said that he was frustrated and annoyed with the attitude of some of the players. Well, that's what you get yeah. in the Premiership. So you, you get that. You, you do, Joe. I think, I, I, to finish the point I was making, um, I agree with you totally when you say he, he, start, he lost it probably a couple of months ago. Uh, and I think decision to send out Peter Ramage on loan. Now, don't get me wrong, I understand Ramage's limitations as a player. But if you're going to have Paddy in a 25 for spirit and leadership, um, and you're weak in the defence, you have Ramage in there. Um, but that's that's where our team spirit is, mate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's those guys. Those guys have got us up. They deserve that chance. And when you take that chance away from them, it, yes, there's no room for sentiment in football. But when you do it, you don't just affect them. You affect the entire dynamic. And you can change it and football's like that football's something that is constantly changing and you when you do have to break things up when it's the right thing to do but you, to do it all so quickly to, to get 14 15 players in and to try and change everything and keep that spirit i think it ended up being too much of a big ask i think we we've talked about it in various different shows and i think we all tried to look on the bright side of it and said look give them a few weeks they'll settle down but I think it's obviously when you when you see what happened in the second half against Fulham, I think I think that probably what, when Holloway thought, well, the damage the damage is kind of done here. It's going to be a, been a hard ask. But but that game, Chris. Listen, if he, I, I can't understand when we're saying about it, he couldn't get a motivator half time. They were two worldies. If they're professional people, they'd have been walking in game. We would be winning this at half time if it wasn't for. Uh, one of the best goals you'll ever see and an absolute screamer of a seconds, we would have been winning yeah. that. The, the other thing as well is that the the, the, the goal from the court, we're, we're not a massive, so we're not a massive, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're quick, but we're not tall again. You know, we yeah. seem to have gone down it's again just, in height. Last year we yeah. were tall, we were a tall side, and now we've gone down again. But you can't, it. it's the golf, it's the golf That's in it. the Premiership. Berbatov is a, is yeah. quality, isn't he? Joe, you said it yourself there exactly. If if yeah. if we go down to two absolute worldly goals, and we were looking like we were pushing quite well in the first half, and so we didn't, you know, we should have gone in there with, you know, oh, it's really annoying, but, you know, those goals were screamers, and he still can't get them motivated, then maybe he's got a point. Oh, well, I, I, I completely well, agree. I, I, I think the player went in, to me, that, like... Like they're asking why us. They like, were thinking, you know, that's, that's unjust. I'm really thinking, that just, you know, what do we, how do we get back from it? And I just think they, they never got their heads down, never lifted those heads. So apparently. Tony, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, mate. <laughs> uh, it's Chris. I think it's Chris in his little, his little cheap hotel has, uh, has bailed on us. But I, I, I know what you're saying, but it, is, it, it's, it, it shouldn't be hard to motivate but the players. And the players have to take a huge part of this responsibility. They really have to take a huge part of this. And I'm, and I'm hoping that someone 
of of a of seniority in the club comes out, i.e., someone like Steve Parrish and bollocks the players because if it's them that have forced him out, and some of these tweets do suggest that player power has taken over at Palace and that's never ever been the way, right? Then someone needs to come out and 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 publicly coat them off. And then the other thing as well is that we have got within the squad of 25, I believe that the youth, some of the youth set up, it don't come into that. So we can bring some other youngsters in. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely right. think so. Okay, so the thing is, right, just, just say, for instance, I'm going to pull a name out of anywhere, just say Delaney, right, turns around and says, this is bullshit, I don't fancy it. I'm, and So we go, all right, Innis, in you come. You go, and, you go and train with the kids now, and we'll bring a kid in. If we're going to get caned week in, week out, then I think we need to start, someone needs to do what we, what we have been doing for years and years and giving some of the kids a chance. Almost going on sort of an Aston Villa-like thing, what they well, did last year. Why not? Why not? Everyone else seems to do it. We, we seem to have all these mustard kids, and then the next thing they're going, Joe. yeah, this, this, is, this is happening, and then, and then nothing happens, but... Joe, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why not. No, I mean, I was enjoying that. I'll tell you why not. Uh, hopefully you can hear me properly and I'm not jumping yeah, yeah, around. Just for, just for listeners at home very, very quickly. I'm in a hotel, so apologies if I, if I drift in and out. So, but like very, very quickly, um, you ask why not? And, and I'll tell you why not. I'll tell you why not. Cause you look at the way people are behaving after, after seven, well, sorry, after eight really tough games, you look at uh, fans just don't take it. They give, they give people, Certainly, they give young players a degree of um, leniency, should we say, that they don't give to, to black players that get brought in. That's why Chumat gets abuse. That's why Cameron Jerome gets grief, um, because they're established players. And when you bring in youngsters, they, they get a little bit of leeway. But you stick them in the Premier League and they fail and you're losing, people will go, what are we doing? We should have, had a, we should have a go. We've given up by playing these kids. People, people are very quick quick to change their point of view and the Fulham game is a fantastic point of that right because for the Fulham game Gale up top through the centre was the way forward Stuart O'Keefe starting in the middle was the way forward uh, dropping Gabidon was the way forward did everything everything I think you've gone again Chris and cheap hotel strikes People again were crying out for and it was on because lost. and that's the problem that I have I'll make a, a quick point on that as well. Um, on, yeah, well, you talk about young players coming in like that, and I agree with Chris about how you're probably going to get slaughtered. I think that's, you know, Shamak not starting was, was a, a prime example of, of what you, the point you were making a minute ago, Jell, about, you know, if they're not up for it. We, I think Holloway doing that showed Shamak, you know, that he isn't untouchable. You know, he's not going to start every game just because he's Marouane Shamak and he's come from Arsenal. I think it's, uh, you know, Holloway has, has said to him, you know, he's kind of he's reached out to him. He said, "You're not going to start every week, so we're going to play Gale up top." And looking at that team, because that was one thing that that people were saying earlier that Holloway got it tactically wrong against Fulham. But I thought that team was was quality, to be honest. I wouldn't have made many changes from that at all. I thought Gale playing up top was exactly what we needed to do. But you know, things things just don't work out, and and it didn't work. And then that for the first thirty minutes, we were we, we looked good. Did you not think we looked good? Yeah, no, yeah, we did. And then the, you you have two wonder strikes from out of the game, and I don't That's think Holloway can be blamed for that. No, of course he can't be blamed. But the thing is, if the players don't fancy it, there's nothing he can do. Doesn't matter who, who they're going to bring in. Pulis, just you know the way that Pulis works. He yeah. works on that that Ferguson type thing that we're reading about now in the papers, where he goes in and he screams and shouts and goes mad, and and he's he's, he's like that. I'm in charge, and if you don't like it, it, 
you've got, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. I can't believe that Holloway isn't that kind of person. I can't believe that, and I think that if I, I, I'm at a, I'm at a loss to, to if he's lost the dressing room in eight weeks. That I can't, I can't. Something catastrophic has gone on behind there, and I, and, and I can only think that Garvin was popular, Moritz was popular, Ramage was popular. You know, the the, the guts of our team. It's it's really hard, but the other thing as well. I mean, I'll talk about I'll talk about it in a minute, but but the the guts of our team has has gone, and and he, and we just seem to to be struggling yeah. for for for, think, for being mates. You know, you haven't got that matey yeah. thing that we've always had at Palace. Yeah, fight for each other, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, fight for the badge. I think you're absolutely right, and I think Holloway's admitted that he's basically admitted it, but it's one of the things again when he's looked at it in hindsight hasn't he um it's, it's always easy in hindsight so in hindsight the new players coming in didn't gel they haven't had the effect that he wanted if they did maybe if it had a little bit more time and not been a bit so frantic at the end of the window we all know why the reasons why that is and that's part of being crystal palace in the premier league um is that you have to sometimes well that's kind of the way we had to do our shopping if you like um so i, I don't i think I can understand the reasons he did it. It's great. It's great that he can say it was a mistake. It's great that he can say, you know, I wish, kind of wish I hadn't done that. Didn't really realise how important that spirit, the, the team. Had. He's gone again. Jenny <laughs> was, but and he's um, back. But, but he had to do what he thought was right. Yeah, a, a point on that. Holloway. Go because <laughs> because. Uh, it's an impossibly dis- difficult situation, by the way, going into the summer. You know, we've just been promoted. Everybody is saying we need to get players in. So he goes out and he gets loads of players in. But then after he's got loads of players in, people say, oh, you've got a few too many players in there. And it's just impossible for him to come out, you know, on top with everybody because there's always going to be people moaning. And it's like Chris was saying a minute ago, hindsight, people are looking back and thinking, oh, we've got too many players in there. But at the start of the window, people were saying, oh, you know, we need to get, you know, you know lots and lots of players in. So it's difficult. Yeah, it is. It is, but that's exactly how it goes. It, if he does those things and he wins, then then people don't say a word. Or maybe he's a hero. Yeah. Maybe or maybe maybe they they do say a word and yeah, and they're all positive words. Or maybe they say, oh, we should still be doing better. It's all those sort of things. People people are very revisionist and um, yeah. So, it, but but that's what being a football fan is. I'm not necessarily saying that's a criticism. I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say that people are necessarily wrong for. Oh, Chris, there's been there's been a fickle football fan. He's been a fucking idiot. Jesus, and and some of the idiots we've got at the moment. Some of the idiots we've got at the moment, mate. I mean, they they're just not. Listen, I, I looked at a stat the other day. 19, in 1999, our average was eighteen thousand. What was our average last year? Yeah. Seventeen thousand. We was in the so I'm 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 not worried. Again, like the parish turned around and said to us, if we have one season. That there was the three-year plan to get us up. If there's one, if we have one season and go back down, we've got all that money and it gives us the financial stability to do loads and loads of stuff. He has come out today and said that that we're preparing now for relegation. So, if we're preparing for relegation, I think we need to prepare some of our kids to be playing in the championship next year. Because as soon as we, if we do go down, well, which is looking likely, then we're going to lose just on that. Just on eight or nine of them players are going to walk straight away. Sorry, mate, I think I want to get his, his word in as well, but just to start the subject of that article. 
Um, you, you mentioned was we're preparing for relegation. I think the actual content of the article was basically exactly what uh, Steve said to us on transfer deadline day. I think the article was worded in was was the headline was in such a way that it made him sound like he was giving up. But I think he was just saying that's how we're preparing. Anyway, um, I, Tony, I'm sure your he point. said that when we was in the pub at the end of the season. If we go up, we need one season. Yeah, yeah. The... Go on, son. I think one thing that's quite interesting. I was just thinking about just listening to the conversation, especially what Joel you were saying about bringing in you know, players and the team spirit being disrupted. The team we started with against Tottenham on the first day of the season was mainly the team that we went up with, with one or two changes. Gale came in, if I remember rightly, um, I think one other. But otherwise, it was, it, was, it was the main team that we went up with. It was almost the same team that went up in the um, playoff final. And I thought, and everyone else agreed, we actually played really, really well. And we only went down to a penalty, controversial, etc., and then all the changes started getting rung in. So maybe, you know, this point about, again, we've been talking about changing things too much and trying to bring in players that are going to improve us. Well, maybe we did actually have quite a good team if we'd left it as it was. Yes, we lost 1-0 to Tottenham, but only to a penalty against a team that are being predicted to be top four, potentially higher. I think maybe we should have stayed with that team for a couple more games unchanging it, maybe slightly tweaking it and seeing how we got on. If then we started to get thumped, then we should have changed it up rather than every week bringing in three or four different players. And that's probably why Holloway lost the changing room. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I mean, we have an absolute abundance of midfielders, but we, we do seem to be lacking huge amount of, of, you know, we've got nothing at the back. We, we, not nothing, because what, what, what we've, you know, the players we have got, are obviously playing it, you know, doing their best. But you know, I, I do think that even if we, even if we bought in, we, we don't seem to have a huge amount of uh, of height or or speed. But in saying that, we're coming up against Premiership strikers and worldy midfielders week in week out, who are going to make our average Joes look what they are, and they are average, good to good Championship or very average Premiership players. So, you know, it's we, we're caught between the rock and an our place. But the other thing as well, and I'll go back to this again, everyone turned around and was said, when we were asked for the scores in it, um, when we did the vodcast on Saturday, and I went for the draw, I was going to say 3-1 to them, and I thought, no, I won't be a downer, because everyone's your miserable old git, this, that, and the other, right? But everyone went for us as a win, and I couldn't see it. They've been in the Premiership for years now. They're, it's the money that counts. It, it, no matter what way you look at it, when you go into the Premiership, you have to change your your the, the mentality as a football fan because what you're doing, you're going there and watching players that are playing for the money instead of playing for the badge. And and we all know now that if someone offers you another five grand a week, you're gone. 
and and I completely appreciate that. It's very hard for me. I was gutted when Mikey rung me today and went, I was having a good day, a productive day today, and he rung me and said, he's gone. And I was like, and it put, it's put a downer on me. It really is. The air club, after the pressure that he must be under to leave after, you know, after eight games, is, is, it, it fills me with <coughs> sadness about our football club. And a little, I read, a, a, just sorry, Ben, I'll just, That's right. I, read, I read a little thing the other day on the whole. I've not read because there's been so much crap on there in the last week. <laughs> but someone, I can't remember who it is, and he put, a, he put a thing on there and he said, a little bit of me died today in footballing terms and I can completely relate to that because today I've been really saddened about the way that the pressure and everything this 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 premiership of what it's done to our club it is literally tearing us apart because we can't fight it it's too big the premiership machine is too big and it is like like Parish Turman and said when they had that meeting, when we went up to get the 30 million quid worth of shares and, and be welcomed into the Premiership, the Championship is like racing a Clio and the Premiership <laughs> is like racing a Formula One car. And it's true. Yeah. It's, we've, got a, we've, got the, we've still got the Clio. We have a puncher. <laughs> right, we have a puncher then, anyway. Quick point from Tony and then we'll, we'll move it on a little bit. Go on, Tony. I'm going to agree and disagree with Joe. Um, on, just because I, I, I want to disagree because it's fun to disagree with Joe. Um, I've got to say, the Fulham game, we, we, we potentially should have... We were targeting to win that game. We've got a team there that... I think someone said some weird statistic that like they hadn't scored an away goal in God knows how long. You know, they, they were okay at home, but their team hadn't necessarily 100% gelled. They were down the bottom of the table. And at home, you know, Sunderland, we, we, we comfortably beat them. So why can't we beat a com- comfortably a team like Fulham? So yep. I disagree when you say that we were going into that match. And we that a, team worth a, a team worth about 180, 190, 200 million quid? It and doesn't mean got... a thing. If they don't gel together, it doesn't mean anything. Look at our really? team. Our team, yeah, we haven't got the best players. But look, we've got a team that don't gel together. And that's why we're near the bottom. Sunderland are the same. Sunderland are below us. And as you said, they've been in the Premiership a lot longer than us, and they're worse than us at the moment. Yeah. I, under, I understand that, but we will come up against teams that, that, that we we will come up against three or four teams that are going to be struggling the same as us. That will go on a huge losing streak because eventually three teams have to go down. But what I'm saying is the gulf between coming into the Premiership is just is so vast that I'm just. I, I said it before and I was slaughtered for it, but I, I really don't care. That, that, just give me championship football and the normality. I, I love this flirting, the Palace roller coaster, and flirting with the Premiership, getting a few quid, having someone sensible in charge with our money this time that's going to do a little bit more with it instead of going all out, doing it all, and putting us back in trouble. Mm-hmm. That I, we can um, go back down and sort our, sort our stuff out down there. Anyway, hi, I'm back. Uh, I'm using the wonders of modern technology. You on your um, phone this time? I've, I'm, no, I'm, I'm still on my computer, but I've tethered it to my phone using the 3G connection. Wow, wow fantastic. That, it's, it's like it's the 21st century, I think, or something similar. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you've all, been, don't know you've all been talking about. Um, I was lagging. Sure most, you've been slagging you off, mate, that's all. Yeah, I, I, was, thought, <laughs> I think most of it was gel moaning about how much money other people have got, probably. Yeah, and then, uh, much. How people, yeah, right, yeah, there you go. I was going to change, change the subject very slightly. Um, one thing we haven't really talked about is, is the timing of it. I mean, Joe mentioned eight games quite a bit, but oh, we have got a caller. So we have, yeah. We should Shut talk up, to them. Uh, Good hello. evening. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, that's bloody Nick Gillard. Get him. Hey, Joe. <laughs> hello, Nick. <laughs> 
Yeah. Was he the right man for the job in the first place? Uh, yeah, I think he was. We got, we, yeah. we got promoted, yes. didn't we? Yeah, but only just by the skin of our teeth. It doesn't matter, does it? We had to finish six, Nick. If you recall that uh, interview we did with him again after the Huddersfield game, or the, the Huddersfield game, was it, last season? Yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking back to that this afternoon as I heard the news. And what was he talking about, doors and going past people? And, you know, oh, it, yeah, it, yeah. it's all a bit cryptic. Gel, and Gel was the something, wasn't he? The door. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm not, you know, looking back, you, I, somebody said earlier, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I don't think he was the right person for the job. Mm, looking um, back. If you look yeah, at the way we played the day he came and came onto the pitch to rapturous mm. applause, you know, we were sublime, weren't we, with, um, without a manager. Mate, yeah, I, mean, I know what you mean, but it couldn't have lasted because you're talking about form an inch. I was having this conversation last night with a, with a mate of mine, and I was basically saying the thing that people don't appreciate, in my view, just, to, just my opinion, I'm being very forceful with it, but it's just an opinion, is that if you go back to any... Um, anything you've watched, anything, uh, any season of football that you've watched, how many of those seasons, bearing in mind people are talking about where we were when Dougie left us, how many of those seasons do we stay up there? How many of those seasons do any team have a consistently brilliant run of form and never drop? And, and certainly as Palace, it's so rare. I've, I can't really remember many where mm. we've, we've been consistently good. So to expect us to have been consistently good and, and to use this kind of hindsight or this kind of almost oh, unprovable point that, that Holloway coming in was responsible for, for us dipping in form and not all the other factors that we see every single season. That It drives me insane, frankly. But I think he was the right man for the job because I think it was a big ask for us to finish in the automatic positions and he was the right man to get us through the playoffs. Yeah, we did. We the, Our record sort of after he joined wasn't as good as before he joined other than the playoff semi-final wins and the, and the final win. Mm, but I mean... But yeah, but he did take when he took over. He kept. He did take us top. But there were things that happened that, that we we know we know that they happened. And Wilf getting his head turned was probably the biggest one. Yeah. And you have to manage that. And I wonder if people really appreciate how how having been through that situation, as he told us with Matty Phillips at, at Blackpool. I wonder how many people think realize how important having his experience and how to best manage it. So Wilf did come back, and Wilf did have the inclination to want to get us promoted because pretty much him and, and Murray were the guys that did. Tony, you're screaming. Off you go. Well, I was going to say, wasn't this the same Ian Holloway that brought in Kevin Phillips that scored in the final and Dobby that helped bring us over the line as well? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Aside from the, the, the playoff game, you know, and look, where's Dobby now? You know, we, we thought that he was... Sorry, I'm outside. You can hear a plane above me. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than, better than kitchen appliances. <laughs> And um, uh, no, no it's, I don't know. I think we got the most of the points that got us up. We got under Dougie, didn't we? And did somebody uh, say today no. it's been exactly a year since Dougie left as well? Today, yeah, it's, it's not. It's it's, bo it's very boring talking about Friedman now. I yeah, mean, yeah, I hate it. And we're, also, we're thirty-five done. games. Holloway yeah. had thirty-five games in the championship to maintain top six. People forget that. They talk about, oh, thank God we had Dougie's points. Well, thank God. Thank God we had someone who won us won those players. Thank God we had someone who kept us in the right up up the top of the league in the face of people losing form, people getting suspended, people getting injured. Thank God we had someone who actually who actually kept us up there. And let's face it, we're looking at it right now. We're in the Premier League. We got there. Yeah. And if anything, it was. And I know you're playing devil's advocate to, to a bit, Nick, and it's appreciated. But if, if anything, um, 
it's what's done him getting us up was what's done him getting us up is is giving him the yeah. almost the impossible job that has led to him thinking i just can't do it and it's a real shame and if you look at who was around at the time he was the right man i've got friends of mine who are you know support should we say other teams in the premiership and um and and they all said like oh that's a really good appointment like you've done well there that's a real coup for you he was the right man at the right time but unfortunately it didn't gel in the way that we all thought it would well i've got gooner mates gooners and 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 uh, uh spurs mates on twitter that had, had been tweeting me this evening saying it's a mistake we have we have made him or letting him go it's is a sad thing you know they all think it's a you know they they can't realize what well, they don't realize what's gone on yeah but, but what about the way forward then, chaps? Well, that's interestingly what we come on to now. In about four minutes' time, we'll be speaking to um, Alex from Labrooks. Uh, we'll, we'll call him shortly. But that, that's kind of the next thing. Well, obviously, we mentioned earlier on that the, the, the front runners being Di Matteo and Pulis. We've had talk of Avram Grant. Um, I've talked about Neil Warnock. Uh, I think, weirdly, is it Mike Phelan, the uh, former Man U assistant yeah. manager? Yeah. Ben, go on. Go on, mate. Well, I was, I was going to make a slightly uh, different point, but still on the kind of moving on aspect, talking about timing, um, it's, been, it's been talked about how he's only had eight games, blah, blah, blah. I think right now is the perfect time to do it. It was either now or, or not at all until the end of the season because doing it now gives time for a new manager to come in, look at the players until kind of Christmas, January, and then get in a few different faces and then really kick on second half of the season to try and stay up. Whereas if we brought him in, you know, after Christmas in January, there's not enough time to to see what he's got before he, you know, makes the decision to buy players. I think now is is the like the perfect time to get a new manager in, and, and they can work on from there. Um, I, I think you're right. Uh, Nick, I'm have to let you go. Can I have to let you go, mate. Just very aware that you're you've been on for a while. I'm also very aware that Homesdale.net itself seems to be struggling under the weight of. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Of people accessing it, and I'm not sure anyone can actually hear us. All I'm sure people. Are, I'm sure people might be able to. We'll keep going because obviously it's recording for podcast. Uh, I hope hope people can hear us. All right. Uh, well, take care, chaps, to, and yep. uh, I'll I'll probably speak to you after the Arsenal game. Cheers, Nick. Our manager, let's go, which we'll probably win now. Or not? Yeah. Or not? Yeah. Sid no. Sid no one. <laughs> oh dear well yeah thanks to Nick for his call presenting an, uh, an alternative viewpoint and um, and it's good that he did that I think we got some interesting things out of it but um, we are going to talk about how we'll, we'll come to all the contact we've had from, from you guys uh, in a very short while but um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, um, yeah uh, hmm, just well, sort of noticed wait. that home yeah I've just noticed that homesdale.net's down that's crazy don't whatever you do refresh anything uh, you want, you've you got, you're still listening stay uh, we'll have one tweet and then um, then we'll give Alex a ring. Mark Best, Bestie seventy two on the Twitter I said ignore our defensive attributes and their failure, lack of preparation. Or oh, sorry, and their failure, a lack of preparation has pushed Ollie onto his own sword. Mm. So, um, I think it's it's certainly a way of looking at it. And to a point, uh, to a point, um, Steve Parrish's comments seem to agree with that. Um, you know, he did refer very much to that, that Ollie falling on his sword. But he called it a noble thing, and, and I suppose. It's it's typ- it's kind of typically Palace, isn't it? In, I suppose in uh, I think Ian Holloway said himself. It's my favourite quote from the from the press conference. He said, "I didn't understand this place before, but I do now. It's an extraordinary place, and I wish them all the best." But he does understand, and in the way that he left, I think he shows that more than ever. I think he shows that 
he's done something that it's uniquely palace to sort of sit there with the chairman and say it is it's another it's another first isn't it it's another first where palace sit down with a manager that's leaving at a press conference give each other a hug a verbal hug as such thanks very much it hasn't worked out no hard feelings and we're all and, yeah. and everyone's sweet about it. You got you got, you know, you got to give their, you got to give them some some uh, some credit because, you know, he 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 looked tired. I will say he did look tired. He looked tired, worn out. I just think it's more. I think it's 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 deep, it's deeper than what we think. But you know, if it wasn't oh. to be, it wasn't to be. I'm I'm really I'm really sad for it. I'm really sad because I like I like everything that he bought to Palace. You mm. know. Definitely. Uh, Tony wants to make a quick point. It better be quick. It's a very quick point just to say that Holloway, that you know, he's got us up. And because of that, you know, we now own our training ground. We've managed to make some improvements to the stadium. And I think the infrastructure and long term has helped us massively. So at least he's done that for us uh, yeah, going yeah. forwards. And to back, to back you up on that, uh, Steve Parrish told us uh, not too long ago that promotion would transform the football club. And we got that promotion. So... Long term, the football club will be transformed, has been transformed, uh, not just for those guys uh, in charge, but for all of us. So we've got a lot to thank him for, even though some people won't do do so. Anyway, we're going to have a a quick uh, call to Alex Donoghue. Get involved with the show. Email radio at homestale.net or call us on 0208 1234 Homestale Radio. Voices for Palace Watch. Faces for Crime Watch. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, that was quite loud. Um, hi, uh, we're joined by Alex Donoghue from uh, Ladbrokes. Hi, Alex. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Uh, my name's Chris, by the way. <laughs> Thought I might actually have to introduce myself. So you've joined us to. Uh, obviously, we're looking uh, looking at. Rep- well, we've moved on to the subject of who's going to come in and replace Ian Holloway. Um, so mm-hmm. you're, you're going to take us through how the markets are looking. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. When when our odds compilers first, uh, I have to say, I'm sorry if this is a. Uh, you know, we had we had the next Crystal Palace manager. We had it lined up for a few days now, uh, and it was just a case mm-hmm. of you know when we when we pushed the button because. Well, I, I'm sorry, I, I thought I'd be honest and upfront with that one and, and, and say that. But we, um, when we first put it together, we had the likes of Poulis, Warnock, um, even um, Stuart Pearce and Peter Taylor in there as the joint favourites. They were all, they were actually all joint favourites on the same price, all at eight to one. But okay. this afternoon, this evening, um, the one-way traffic for Tony Poulis. Some of the shrewdy, some of the early birds got on at eight to one. He's now into evens, and we're still taking plenty of money at evens. So it's, mm. it's more or less one-way traffic for Poulis. That's fascinating. Um, any uh, any odds on Avram Grant? Yeah, that's that's another interesting one. We didn't initially put him in our first list, but we had a couple of requests actually for Grant. We put him in at sixteen to one. That went. He was backed into twelve to one, and then people took that, and that's now eight to one. Um, mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, I'm looking down at my list of, of, of sort of where the bets have been going. There's a few quid for Alan Kerbishley. I'm not sure if that's good news to you guys or not. <laughs> he was thirty-three to one. He's now sixteen to one. And yeah. to- <laughs> and uh, Tony Popovich, club legend as well. He's thirty-three to one. It's fourteen to one. So I'm sure of the two, you'd probably rather see Tony Popovich there than Kerbs. I'd guess. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you've got that absolutely spot on. Yeah, it's better off coming back here than burning to death in Australia. Mm. Well, that's it. I mean, it's by the looks of things, all, all of that could well be in vain, just purely because of the sort of size and scale of the gamble on Poulos. Like I say, it was eight to one, six to one, five to one. Then we cut the price into two to one. And the thing is, with these manager markets, sometimes when you cut the price, people say, oh, I've had enough. But when people come and back them through the rates, 
it's uh, suggests that they might know something that, that we don't necessarily know. So look, it's obviously there are lots of twists and turns, and I've, I've seen these favourites get beat before. But the early signs, at least, would say that Pulis is, uh, has a strong chance, and perhaps talks might start. Who knows? Would you not say, Alex, have... that, um, would you not say, Alex, that the fact that um, because they mentioned the fact that Pulis is is Holloway's best mate, and it was asked in the press conference, that's why he's been back, not necessarily because someone knows something. Yeah, that's all got a lot to do. I mean, the thing, the thing is, in this sort of modern age of social media and rolling sports news and, and online news, think, you know, things travel fast. The punters looking to get an edge will, will latch on to the smallest little thing that will be broadcast or tweeted or, or put up on the web and, and use it as something that they might think is a reason for going back to someone. So that could well have been one of the reasons for the gamble. And then, and then of course, you get the people that see a gamble on something like this and, and, and join in as well. So that, that could well be what triggered it. So, last little bit for you, Alex, before we let you go. Um, some of our, uh, our fans, particularly Mr. Joe Holyoke, like a massive outsider. If you were going to pick someone out of, completely out of left field, who would you go for? Who would I go for? Well, I'm, I'm scrolling down my list just to the very bottom to see some of the uh, some of the names that the, the odds compilers have given me. They're stuck in writing at 100 to 1. I'm not sure uh, what, you <sighs> what you necessarily think about that. And, and they're stuck Mark, Mark Bright in at 100 to 1 as well. So, they're the big outsiders. Oh, and um, Terry Venables. Someone called up today looking for a tenner on Terry Venables, and we laid them a tenner really? at 50 to 1. So, for those three, wow. um, uh, someone out there seems to think Venables have got the job. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a bit tight in hindsight, but, you know, you yeah. have to take a whole, a whole tenner, you know, you've got to take it seriously. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Alex, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Really Cheers, enjoyed Al. that. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, that was Alex Donoghue from Ladbrokes uh, giving you the, the, the latest. Ooh, we've got another caller, I think. Hi, Chris, it's Pax. Oh, God, is it? <laughs> Hello, mate. <laughs> How you doing? Well, good. So, mate, what have you called uh, up to, uh, to have a little chat about? I thought I'd ring up because I'm in the worst mood in the world tonight, and I, I think if all the players are criticising, well, if they're all saying, I wish the manager all the best, then what are all the fans moaning about, really? Yeah. Do you think it's? Just, do you think there's any truth in the? Obviously, he's pretty much said he lost a bit of the team spirit. Team spirit. But do you think there's actually? Do you think he completely lost the dressing room? And do you think like it was player power that forced him to leave? Yeah, I can understand that as well. But the point, the fact that about four players have tweeted that we wish the manager all the best, I'm gutted about it. Seems for me to think, you know, why has it actually happened? But in the same way, you think, okay, yeah, you read tweets about, you know, Holloway's not turned up to training sessions, etc., etc. But if we was to go down, which I personally think was always going to happen, then I seriously think that he was the best person to, you know, build us back up and take us back to the Premier League. That's a fair point, mate. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think I get the feeling you've got similar views on, on Poulis to myself, um, but... Okay, one last little question. I want to actually want to mention this earlier, and I think you're a good person to ask. Actually, um, I wanted, I'd like to, uh, if I, next time I speak to, to Steve Parrish, hopefully live on air at some point, probably not today. Um, I'd like to ask him this: um, Was do you think Ian Holloway was influenced in his decision by the way the fans reacted at the end of the Fulham game? Yeah, I do indeed. Like seeing those videos of how everyone was at the end of the whistle was actually, I thought, disgraceful. And if people want to, you know put their views out, I don't think that's the way to do it, because as soon as they do do that, then we get, you know, it all gets up on video and everyone sees what we are, and I actually had two tweets today saying that 
you know, all this situation is embarrassing on Crystal Palace, which I still believe that it actually is. And, well, I don't know, I'm kind of speechless, but yeah. I don't well, know who else is going to be the manager to take over. You know, when you've got Ferguson at 7-1, to one, <laughs> third favourite, it's like, you know, who else is actually out there? Yeah. Um, two, peop- two of the people, you must be popular, mate, both Tony and Joe want to talk to you. Tony first. I was just... Um briefly um just going to say you mentioned about the tweets that some of the players have mentioned um do you not think that maybe that's just the players showing inverted commas professionalism um you know don't burn any bridges if you start writing things on there like oh good riddance and all this kind of thing it doesn't bode well for the new manager that's going to be coming in yeah no i can totally agree with that as well all right mate. yeah no sorry um it's Jill. how are you doing you're right how you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, good. Listen, do you, do you think that the fans have, have, uh, have changed, the fans' attitudes changed in the last year or so? Because it, it doesn't seem to be, that, that, that we don't seem to be cohesive now. We just have, you know, like that case in point on Monday, all those, I've, ne- I've never seen or heard of anything like that about fans charging across seats. Yeah, yet alone when it, was, when it was a terrace, but charging over to a corner to abuse players and management and whoever and, and and even the referee the referee usually gets booed but then no one ever gets it might have been a certain faction but it can't just have been those you know I, I, it's i just can't believe that our our fan base is is i don't know if it's been infiltrated by the wrong people i mean what do you think about the you know about about what's going on with those well the only word i can describe was was it embarrassing because when you sit on video I've never seen any Palace fan do that in my life before. I may not have supported the club as many, you know, from the amount of years as other people have done, but when you see things like that, you actually get embarrassed by it and you think, you know, what actually is going on with the club. When you see your own manager getting tormented by them, it's going to put them off, and that's why it was totally embarrassing. When they'll come off, you see all these yobs, you know, mouthing them off, and then when Delaney squares up for them, they didn't have anything to say. Yeah, but you wouldn't say anything to Delaney anyway, would you? <laughs> you wouldn't, but when someone squares up, you know, it's, a bit, it's a totally different story. Yeah, it was a, a real shame when it packs. Anyway, listen, mate, I, yeah, we're going to let you go, but I'm completely on board. I, I feel a little bit sort of depressed and flat about the whole thing, really. And uh, I know you do too. Listen, mate, really appreciate your call. I'll, I'll yeah. catch up with you soon, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thank cheers. you. Cheers, boys. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Oh, cheers to Pax for that call. Good to hear from him. Um, mm, sorry, I've just noticed something else completely unrelated to the show that distracted me there. Sorry, <clears throat> get my composure back. Um, okay, so listen, we're, we're five minutes perhaps from the end of this, and um, probably just so much more to talk about. But obviously, we've got the show Sunday where we'll, I'm sure this will carry on. Uh, Keith Millen's in charge in charge for Sunday, um, but I want to get to some uh, listener. Uh, contributions before we do go um, just a few little bits I don't know if you read any of these out so shout stop if I if I start reading something out that you have uh, when, I, when I was missing uh, Stephanie Donovan just on the on, well we've called it a sacking in the document it wasn't a sacking it was a mutual termination uh, she says what a joke uh, best manager we've had in a, a while in my opinion do people really think we'd be in a better position I think these these feelings earlier on were when it was uh, broken as a sacking uh, James has said that he was sad to hear. He wishes uh, Ollie all the best wherever he goes, unless it's Brighton. Uh, we'll back his replacement, hoping for Warnock. Similar uh, feelings to myself. I don't have them hoping. I just kind of part of me thinks this. Do you know? I'll tell you why it is. 
I just think it's what we need. That's all I'm saying. Um, Dave Walker says one word joke. We're never going to get any stability if we keep sacking managers. Obviously, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Wasn't sacked. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah. uh, Simon King. There you go. He's uh, he was absolutely gutted. Can't think of man- one manager he wants right now. Please not Pulis. No long ball. Um, Leon McLeod gutted. It hasn't worked out. Can't really argue with, Oli, but can't really argue with Ollie's overall record. Poor at best. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, last bit, I'm going to say I'm, really poor. I'm going to say because uh, we were just talking about it with Pax. And I just want to. I'm going to say this word for word. Um, so if you don't like swearing, just um, I don't. Well, if you don't like swearing, why are you listening to a show with gel on it? But anyway, um, could you do a shout out to the fucktards who pretty much pushed Ian Holloway out after the game Monday night? Not true Palace fans. So strong views there from Paul Dowson, but I think a lot of people were a bit worried about it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's a football match, isn't it? And you, yeah, it's what happens at football matches. We've seen a lot worse. We've seen an old stadium booing. Well, unless it was Trevor Francis, there was a whole stadium asleep then. But um, uh, Potential candidates, um, Anthony Stewart says, Tony Popovich, please. Another Popovich from Mikey's mum, Seely. Um, Patrick O'Connor says, he's so utterly, get, utterly gutted, don't care who takes over, only wants survival for me, and um, best hope was left with Ian Holloway. Uh, that's quite a long note from Colin Fern. I'm just trying to see who he said in there. Uh, can't see a name. He just says, oh, the way, it's an unenviable task, as, I'm, as, they, as they, I am sure, hmm. do not want to waste money on a potential lost cause. I think that's, that is the worry. Um, there's a few bits and pieces in there. Ben, you've written something. Yeah, do you want me to read that out? Yeah, go on. It's a nice tweet from uh, Nigel Martin, obviously ex-Palace keeper. Uh, on Twitter, he said, "Sad to see Ian Holloway leave Palace, but putting the club before himself shows one honest, decent, caring man he is. Not many like him." Here, here. Mm. love it. Um, okay, I just I love Nigel Martin. We've got to get him on. That'd be that'd be a task. Yeah, you, you um, can probably... carry on with your Holloway accent, then, can't you? Yeah, exactly. He's Cornish, <laughs> slightly different, but yeah, all right. Um, <clears throat> well, that right. <laughs> Ah, uh, we can't do that anymore unless we. Uh, anyway, that I mean that's the real horror. Um, I mean on on that job we will give our give our views. We're going to go round us all and give our views on who who, we, who out of the candidates we want to see, uh, and then we'll let you all go. Uh, just on that, Steve Parrish comments were that he wouldn't discount anyone from the manager's job at this stage. Uh, we just need the best man for the job. Um, simple statement, but I think we can all agree on that. And. Um, I said for, for me, my brain's going Neil Warnock for some reason. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Is he is he going to sure. turn out to be the modern day go to like Copper was? I don't know. Maybe I just I just think I well I know from, from what he's been what he said in recently, and he's been on a bit of a charm offensive for Palace. I just feel that it's something he fancies. I don't think I think he regrets leaving. I, I not I don't think he regrets it for his bank balance, but I think he regrets leaving. Um, when he did, so I, I just think this, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, similar to, to to the people who are talking about Dougie and an unfinished business. I think Neil Neil Warnock does have unfinished business, but whether he's the right man for the Premier League is a, is a much much harder question to answer. But that's mine, uh, Ben. Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with that Neil Warnock sentiment. Really, I just think you know he's going to get in the dressing room. He's going to really you know give him a bollocking to be honest, and uh, and could be what we need, but. But for Premier League experience, I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, Tony Pulis, I suppose, wouldn't be too bad. But you know, I trust I trust Steve Parish and I trust the, the four directors, and and I think they'll they'll get the man who's best for the club. 
Joe? Uh, there's not a name on there that I would choose, but it isn't my money, and it isn't, I don't own a football club. But again, I'd reiterate what Ben said. What, to, you know, Parish and Co have done for us is unprecedented in their modern day history, and I just trust what they do. You know, they've, they, they're, they're very, just very, they're very good for us. No matter. Cool. Okay, mate. And uh, Tony? I, 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 I'd rather not have Pulis personally. Um, I think if we can go and get him, uh, Di Matteo could be a good shout. Um, Martin O'Neill's another one I've heard mentioned. Either of those two, depending on whether you want youth or whether you want experience. Because uh, Martin O'Neill certainly got loads of experience in the Premiership and he's had a lot of success. Um, but I've got, I, I've got to go with you, Chris, to be honest. I think Warnock could be a great shout. He, you know, he certainly turned Morrison round when he was all, um, all mouth, as we know he can be, and made him into a very good player. So I think if he came in, he could really bring a team spirit back. And at the end of the day, that's what we really need at the moment, is bring back the team spirit. And if we go down, we go down. But at least we'll go down fighting and then hopefully come back the year after fighting. You bring back the team spirit Sorry, by just... bringing in the players we had last year. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Neil yeah. Warnock would Sorry, do that. I was, I was just laughing at your, your reference to, to Warlock and Morrison. We interviewed Clinton not that long ago, and uh, some of the things he said were hilarious. In fact, you can see most of the similar stuff on the um, the uh, DVD that was released the other year, the sort of extra bit of our, our history DVD where he completely... I think the phrase he used with Neil Warlock was, I didn't like him really, but it did motivate him, and that was an interesting way... Yeah, he didn't, didn't want him in the end and pick James Scowcroft over him, which I, I didn't really agree with. I don't really see how anyone could. But, but yeah, Clinton's views on, on Warnock were interesting. But, yeah, I still, still for me, it's someone of that type, someone, someone with very different ideas. Because if you, if you try and replicate what we had, you, you know, really, then it just makes the whole thing of on the way leaving even worse. So um, there you go. Uh, look, it was a cobbled-together show. Um, and I, th- I think it went rather well, but we're going to have to continue this conversation another time because it's gone nine o'clock. Certain people are getting angry and I haven't rung them. Um, so on that, uh, can I thank everyone who's listened and uh, obviously everyone who's contributed today, including my co-presenters. Cheers, gentlemen. Uh, we'll be speaking thank to you, you again on Sunday at 8pm. Goodbye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.